0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the BC Girls Podcast. We are your hosts, Matoba, Hanfil, and Makane. Hi, everyone. So for today's topic, uh, we'll be talking about Women's History Month. And for today, we have a very special guest Her name is Angelica Selle, and she was born in Fortsheim, Germany, studied Catholic theology, German, and English at the University of Freiburg in Germany. She has worked with government officials, held the position of editor in chief of two magazines, the German language Neue Hoffnung and Today's World, and taught at an elementary school in Maryland. In 2001, she founded the Prayer in Action Ministry, and in 2003, the Interfaith Prayer and Fellowship Ministry in Washington, D.C. Based on racial and religious reconciliation work in the United States, Africa, and the Middle East, in 2004, the Interreligious and International Peace Council bestowed on Miss Selly the Crown of Peace Award for Exemplary Leadership in Reconciliation and Peacemaking in a ceremony at the Dirksen Senate Office Building in Washington, DC. Since 2010, she has been serving as President of Women's Federation for World Peace, USA. Since this appointment, Ms. Selly has been focusing on grassroots development and the next generation. Her passion is to empower women and men of all ages, races, and religions in peace building based on leadership of the heart. She is an educator, motivational speaker, writer, and ambassador for peace. In nineteen eighty three, she settled here in the United States with her American husband, Robert Selle. They are the parents of four children and grandparents of two grandchildren. Please help me welcome Ms. Angelica Sally. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ms. Nelson and the uh, team, PC uh, Girls. It's my honor. It's really my honor, my pleasure to be invited by you. It is History Month of the Women, Women's History Month. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being here. Um, and it's an honor for us too. You are our first guest. <laughs> oh. <for the> podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> so this is really a special moment for us as well. Um, so maybe uh, you can talk a little bit about Women's Federation for World Peace, um, who you are, and who found the founder. Maybe, yeah.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. So Women's Federation for World Peace is an NGO in general consultative status at the UN. And it was founded in 1992 by Dr. Hakcha Moon and her late husband, the Reverend Dr. San Myung Moon. And the purpose was to announce, even already at that time in 92, the arrival of the era of women. And uh, from there, it, it expanded to the entire world. There are chapters in one hundred and ninety nations. We have chapters here in the US about thirty five, and uh, we work in three areas that we recently um, kind of uh, zeroed in on that is women's leadership, uh, marriage and family, and peace building. And that means we are working with the individual women, empowering them with values and community and uh, opportunities to contribute and I use their gifts and talents and then also empower relationships and uh, also uh, teach about women's leadership that is unique to peace building. So that's why we talk about the leadership of the heart and the mission statement is that we are working together with women beyond differences to establish a culture of peace because it's the peace organization, right? But we are we are focusing on, and that is the unique aspect of Women's Federation, on the motherly heart. We believe that only in the realm of heart can we really establish lasting peace because everything else in the head is divisive. And so it's a whole new paradigm we're introducing through the organization. There's much more, but I don't know how much time I have here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, we work with, uh, also we have an outreach uh, organization that Father and Mother Moon, we call them Father and Mother Moon, have launched in uh, at the 20th anniversary, which was in 2012. It's the Global Women Peace Network. And uh, the vision for that was that the work that had been done so far in the Women's Federation, 20 years, would now go to the next level to work with women leaders, government officials, and decision makers to establish to, to bring that vision and heart to the next level, you know, in society and uh, bring collaboration all around. So that has just started um, to take off a little bit late in America. <laughs> Last year we really inaugurated it, but we find a lot of like-minded women leaders who feel it's time to go back to values, you know, that strengthen the family. And that's maybe the unique thing. Maybe that's one more thing I want to talk about. What is unique about Women's Federation compared to other organizations? I would say three things. Number one, the vision. The vision is definitely universal and uh, with interdependence, mutual prosperity and universally shared values centering on the divine creator. Yes, we are affirming spirit and the creator as the common become parent of humanity and uh, honoring all religions. And then the second one is um, The philosophy that is unique uh, is called living for the sake of others. You know what? It's a very easy word, right? (laughs) Simple, but very hard to do. And, uh, you know, it's not new at all. But I would say the uniqueness is that the founders, and that's the third point, founders are the unique leadership that makes it happen. They actually lived by that. They have been giving us an example in all areas, from the individual to family and society, nation and world. And that's why the leader, as a woman leader, Dr. Akshay Moon is really unique in that because that's their um, undergirding philosophy and working with the divine and and uh, connection to God. So I would say this is a God-centered organization, but not necessarily religious. You know, it is goes way beyond religions because Each religion is actually confirming similar values of love and compassion and service and so forth. And we are focusing on the essence of all these religions and seek to practice it in the Women's Federation as women and mothers who are called at this time to uh, bring change from the inside out. So it gives you a little flavor maybe of Women's Federation.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for explaining Women's Federation. Um, And that's actually a really cool concept as well. You know, being uh, more God-centered, but not uh, necessarily religious. Um, I think people are craving that higher standard and higher moral and higher way of living. Um, But some, you know, don't necessarily either want to follow religion or they feel... uh, threatened, or whatever the case may be, by the idea of religion. So um, this is really an organization that, you know, embraces everyone. Um, And I think that's very important to have. Um, And it's a really cool concept as well. (laughs) So uh, I guess we'll just go straight into it. Um, We're talking about Women's History, History Month, you know, we're in the month of March. Um, And I want to ask, why is it important to celebrate Women's History Month?
1: Well, first of all, women are half of humanity, right? Half of humanity is women. And without women, we have no uh, reproduction. <laughs> we are giving birth. We are the mothers of the, of the world. We are the mothers of the nations. We are the nurturers, the givers, the sustainers. So, and of course, as we know throughout history, women have not been Given that kind of respect, uh, because history started on the wrong foot, if you will, without going into all of the the whys, um, just we know that uh, women from the beginning have been looked upon as the ones that brought the the problem right into the world, and therefore they have been treated accordingly. And so, like women have been seen as accessories of men, as sex objects, as um, the cause of evil, all kinds of things, you know. And so there was a lot of misunderstanding and suffering going on throughout history. So now over time, you know, women have made a, I would say, paid the price, if, if you will. You know, there has been a price has been paid by the women of the world to be elevated and and then more positive um, Uh, recognition is coming forward you know many women in history have done incredible things but nobody knows about it it's like the big unknown right but over time and especially since the uh, women's suffrage movement and you know and of course we're talking about women's history month here in America and internationally it was just when was it? 1980 something 87 it was officially uh, established because of the efforts of many many women you know and so that's when women finally become recognized in many different uh, 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 ways of society, how they're contributed. And that is the purpose of this month, you know, when you read up on it, it's, uh, it's to elevate, to appreciate, to celebrate, to highlight women's contributions, current and past, right, of all cultures, which is beautiful, you know, uh, here in America. I love America because it's a melting pot, Maybe it's called a salad. I don't know if some people think it's a salad. <laughs> because uh, it's more you can see the the lettuce and the and the cucumbers and you know the tomatoes. They're unique and they make the beauty of it. You know, you stay who you are, but you're making the whole picture, the puzzle, the 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 fabric of the nation, right? So um now we're honoring women of all backgrounds, you know. And I do want to, you know, mention the African-American women who have been mostly suffering in this country and also minority women. In fact, Uh, they are also being highlighted and have been noted for their incredible accomplishments. And I think people begin to see that women have brains. Okay, that we have even ideas and creativity. (laughs) We have something to offer. We have maybe even something to offer that has never been thought of before, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point I was at the UN um, sitting in a session and they were talking about environmental issues and they were debating about this and that and you know, what's going on and how can this be changed? And there's always the frustration. People bring ideas, but nothing changes, right? Mm -hmm. So this one man gets up and said, you know, I think men have come to the end of their wits. We need women's (laughs) input and the youth, the next generation to give us some new ideas. And we also have to go to the heart. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is revolutionary. (laughs) So, you know, it is really the time it's right that women get recognized. And I personally love a movie, Hidden Figures. You know, if you remember that, I just watched it again recently. It is so, I mean, it's just wonderful to see how uh, women in their wisdom, you know, that's what I think women have, wisdom. You don't put it in somebody's face uh, when you have something accomplished, but it will show itself, you know, when you are needed. then uh, your contribution is acknowledged. Now, one other thing is that there are other women who seek to start to become like men, you know, that's not what we're talking about. And maybe that's something in the Women's Federation that's also unique, we're not a feminist group. A feminine group, which is a different quality. And uh, so, even though certain qualities of women have looked down upon, and you know, there's the weaker gender and whatever, uh, it's actually the power is in that area, you know. So, we're highlighting that in a different way. So, yes, it's definitely time. It's time to, to shine for the women and the goodness, the goodness in women.
0: Yeah, and I agree. And I think, you know, taking this time to celebrate women who have come before us, um, it also opens the door for younger girls, too, to see, you know, women who have contributed to our society and have made great impact to our society and have developed things that, you know, we usually wouldn't have heard about um, so this is, you know, very important. I think also to the younger generation, the younger kids, you know, who are going to grow up and eventually become leaders and, you know, um, you know, impact their their communities in whichever way. Um, so yeah, thank you. I have a daughter too, so
1: I, <laughs> I'm very happy about that. You know, trying to share with my daughter, you know, as much as I can.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, So what are some, I know you mentioned a few, but is there anyone who um, for you sticks out as a a personal hero or someone that you look up to um, a woman who has done something great that you look up to?
1: Well, I mean, obviously our founder, right? Maybe I'll Mm -hmm. talk to her about her later, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, she really, of course, impressed me. Um, You know, when I was, um, go back in my childhood, I was about 17 or 18, I was wondering, what is a woman really? What is my purpose as a woman? How do I feel as a woman? And so I was looking, what kind of examples would I aspire to, right? So it was not the Hollywood, Uh, actresses, right, even though I like, you know, many of them, they're awesome, you know, Audrey Hepburn is one of mine, and, you know, many, Ruby Goldberg, you know, a lot of different people, but uh, I was looking for something deeper, you know, and, uh, of course, I was also, as a Catholic, you could see I studied Catholic theology, right, I like the saints, you know, and the women saints, and they really impressed me with their heart and their giving, you know, Saint Elizabeth, and then of course my favorite, Joan of Arc, hands down Joan of Arc. Okay, uh, because she had guts, she had she had courage, she she had a connection to God. She was out outside the box, you know, and she went and talked uh, truth to power, as they say, right, uh, on behalf not herself but on behalf of God. That impressed me. That really impressed me, and so at the same time. I was also looking into the queens in Europe. You know, I was reading books when I was younger uh, because, you know, you admire the queens, they come on television, there's Queen Elizabeth, and there's the queen from, from Belgium, and there's the queen from Sweden, or whatever, right? So I was like, what kind of women are they, right? So, and I read up on them, and uh, <clears throat> well, they're good women, you know, but many times they have to deal with politics, and then they, in the past, even, you know, famous women <clears throat> have always some kind of, uh, like a darker side, let's say, or, you know, where something that it was not nice to talk about relationships on the side or whatever. And I was kind of sensitive to that. So I thought, hmm, wouldn't it be possible if there is a combination of the sacred and the secular, you know, where you can be a saint, but you don't have to be otherworldly or be like, crazy doing this one thing uh, somewhere, you know, for your religion. So that's that's what I was looking for, actually, When in a real hero, and I did find it. It is uh, the founder of the uh, Women's Federation. She's the one who combined those aspects for me as a woman leader, you know, because uh, I didn't believe that, um, you know, to be so holy, you should be otherworldly, you know. I love dancing. I love food. I love cultures, you know. And then, if you only focus on that, there's something missing too. Would you not agree? You know, there's kind of a, at some point, there's, you know, you're satisfied. You know, there is nothing else to look forward to. Yeah, you've seen that, you've done that, you know, and then what? And so I didn't want to live like that. I wanted to have a higher purpose as a woman. And then, uh, of course, also as a wife, you know, and another thing I was looking for in a woman is there such a thing as a marriage that actually works? Right <laughs> My parents got divorced when I was twenty. That's another reason why I was searching for a model that could show me what how what would it take to make this happen and so, coming to my final hero, heroine, it is um Dr. Hakjahan Moon because in the philosophy that is being taught because you know there's a new understanding of marriage, and I already felt you know I consider to become a nun at some point, and a missionary, because I love God so much, but then I felt, no, I do want to be a mother too, I want to give birth to children, that's a privilege as a woman, you know, to be a co-creator with the divine creator, so um, I thought if monks and nuns could marry, I thought that might be good, because they have a connection to God, right, they admire and worship God, and if that worship can be expressed in a husband-wife relationship, I thought to myself, that would be really, really awesome. And that would be also a reason for, or a, a way to stabilize a relationship because you have not a two sum, you have a threesome with God, right? So there's a, it's like mathematically stable. <laughs> if you just have two, you know, you can go all kinds of ways and maybe even split. I see that. But when you have a serious connection to the divine creator, accountability, and you express that in a marriage, then there is a chance to survive. Still, you know, it depends on the people, but uh, that was my, my, my search. And I'm very grateful, very fortunate, that I found someone who could actually model that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh, anyone else you uh, want to answer? Oh, so? uh, yeah, the
1: other ones, uh, of course. You know, uh, people who have like quietly contributed in the past. Uh, the scientists, uh, even the wife of the of the um, uh, the wives have contributed a lot too. Uh, Mrs. Einstein, you know, you might not hear about her. You know what I mean? But Oh. She is, yeah, and then also the composer, what was the name? The List had a wife. She's also a composer. Nobody talks about her, but they played piano together, you know. Right. And, and so I always look behind, I like to look behind the scenes, you know, because to be known doesn't mean that you are really, truly an influencer. It's that what is done behind the scenes sometimes that has much more value or is what makes the difference, not what you see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Um, yeah, and then of course I have to mention my grandmother. You know, she's uh, from Bohemia, Czechoslovakia, and uh, she's a woman of faith that really impressed me. You know, they went through World War One and Two, and and uh, you know, always praying, always uh, giving a good example, living for the sake of others. So for me, that was kind of a, a good a good foundation. But that, that's so I was not really looking for a lot of other women out there as an example, because uh, there was my, I wanted to resonate with what's in me, if that makes sense, you know? But yeah, so that's all I can say. I mean, a lot of women that I admire, you know, a lot of, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know, even I have to say, I admire all women who take any public responsibility, you know, because you could go through so much, having been in leadership positions myself, this is not easy for any woman, you know. Then you are also dealing with your spouse depending on what character they have, you know. And uh, I'm very very grateful my husband always uplifts me and supports me. That's not guaranteed at mm-hmm. all. And you know, many women are suffering because their husband don't see their their value and, and their contributions. So then all the first ladies, you know, there's a big responsibility, you know, to be a first lady of a country. You know, all of them, I would have to give them a round of applause because they're taking on something big. It's, uh, yeah, if you, if you look deeper, you know, then you see that all women have something amazing, actually, to contribute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, anyone else? Hanfil or Akane and somebody you look up to? <laughs> I... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I mean, um, I guess this is an obvious answer. Our our mothers are probably our first, uh, what you might call, uh, influential woman. As mm-hmm. a as a daughter, it could be a son too. But as a daughter, like you, that's the first person that you lay eyes on, and the first person that you will ever learn from besides your teachers. So. For me, it's my mother, but also <clears throat> but also to like you said, um this true mother like she <clears throat> sorry, she's been a, nothing but um a great role model to all women all around the world, because I feel like no one can do a great job like her, like no one cannot copy what she has done. Even if they're willing to, it takes a lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears to do that. Exactly. So those are my two influential people.
1: I haven't even talked about her yet. So <laughs> 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 <For> me too, <laughs> because then uh, two hours are not enough. But uh <laughs> you know just yeah, just saying this when I was twenty, I met her, uh, I was looking for this model, and i when mean, I saw her, uh, first of all, I admired her incredible purity, I call it purity because there's no shadow on this woman, you know, but I saw the shadows in other women, you know they have some alternative emo uh agendas um, uh, uh, or or you know power or whatever, you know what I mean. There is this humble woman who just does one thing to wanna do God's will. And uh, and, uh, the model she gave us as a wife, she was very quiet for so many years, right? But because of the husband's incredible mission and uh, calling, she was not not doing anything less than sleeping not more than three hours a day, right? And she gave birth to 14 children. I mean, that alone uh, qualifies her as a mother. of the world, I would say, because in spite of all the challenges when they were born, she was in public, you know. She still served in public positions. She didn't have time to be a mother sometimes because she was so committed to God's call that she um moved forward and uh uh Gave birth not only, I would say, to her children, but many other other women and the other people because of her example. And then when she rose to the occasion in 2012 after the passing of uh, Father, you know, Father Moon to, to Father, uh, she truly, truly showed her. I would say we can see her true colors. But she said that in her book, the recently published Mother of Peace, it took her many, many, many years for having a chance to even share her side of the story, right, because we only saw her in public and in uh, quiet moments. But what she had to go through, what she had to even prepare for this this, uh, work was so much more. And uh, the misunderstandings that a lot of people have about her, I hope can be dispelled by people reading this book, Mother of Peace because there is a woman, I have never seen any woman walk the earth who has done or is doing as we speak, what she's doing. What's she doing right now? She brought heads of state, uh, religious leaders, women, uh, men and women of all backgrounds uh, in leadership positions together for to discuss about peace at this time in COVID-19 when the world is in shambles, totally confused. Um, No one has a handle on anything. I would say not any state leader or any president. I don't even know if the Pope has (laughs) that much influence to make peace a reality. Sorry to say this. But here's this woman of God who is divinely anointed, and more and more people are seeing that this is not just her own personal self-inggrandizement. This is really uh, God has called her to be the glue, to be the... Knew um, the mother of peace to bring mankind together and to give a vision that can elevate everyone to the same high place where we need to be as human beings, as, as the uh, men and women made in the divine image. That's what I want to say. You know, the identity comes from that. Who are we? Not, we don't define that really, but our Creator defined it already. We are made in the image of the divine, masculine and feminine. And that is kind of coming through to her through her presence. When she speaks, when you're in her presence, you feel something different. I have ample evidence of women leaders that I brought in front of her in these many uh, occasions that we've had recently. Uh, some are closer, some even she came to America. And there was always something unspoken that a woman picks up. You kind of look, at not only her hairstyle and uh, you know how she conducts herself, you also feel. There's this different quality, and it kind of touches something in you that is different, right? I would say that it's pure, that it's wholesome, that it's divine. And then you feel, oh, yeah, I want to be like that too, or I can be like that. And that's why she she gives a lot of hope to the women at this time to become a better, you have that motto, your better self, right? Isn't that exactly what you're trying to do? <laughs> So you're already on track. <laughs> you yeah. you have. Her. I better stop here, but yeah, <laughs> just read the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just trying in our own little ways to like follow in her footsteps, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think for all of us, you know, she is someone who we all look up to. We all. Um, you know, really, I think during this age, um, at least for me personally, I have been really intently following closely with what Mother Moon is doing. Um, she, as you said before, didn't really get to say much. We just saw her in public, um, but she didn't really get to speak as much um, as her as her husband. And so now that I'm, you know, a young woman. Um, I can actually like hear her words, you know. I can actually see her actions. I can see how she leads, and I want to mimic that too. Like I want to be like that as well. Um, and you're right. When when you're in the room with her, you feel different, like in a good way. But you yeah. just, it's it's a whole experience. You really can't put it into words. Um, but it really does feel like divine, um, to be in her presence. Um, and even when she speaks, she speaks with so much love and so much heart and care, and you can feel her connection to the creator, um, very strongly. Um, so yeah, definitely. She's someone that I also look up to. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube
2: channel. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at BC Girls. You can also listen to
0: this episode on Spotify, which will be linked down below. Let's all create a better version of ourselves. Until next time.